0: My name is Mike Reeves, and this is for your consideration another episode, another appearance by my favorite guest, the ever sarcastic Jillian Mensch.
1: Hello, friends.
0: Welcome back to Thanks. the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. How's it going? Um
0: How you been? I only live with you.
1: It's great. I've been fantastic. Um, yeah.
0: So you were on our you were on our last episode.
1: What do we put out last? I've been oh, on...
0: You've been on many of our episodes. i
1: probably... I'm on...
0: There's like two episodes that you weren't on. And then you were back for Roger Rabbit.
1: I'm back for the next couple. Sorry.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, Yeesh. the last couple. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should get a new guest or something after this one. Oh, well.
0: no. Maybe I need some new friends.
1: <laughs> Anyone?
0: <laughs> it's been you and Brandon, Any basically. And Nick.
1: Yeah. I'm going to need a new friend.
0: Oh, we'll get somebody else on sometime, yeah, eventually.
1: any takers? <laughs> you can have them Joe's
0: looking to pawn me off Mm-hmm. <laughs> so before we get into our topics for tonight, have you seen anything good lately?
1: Have I seen anything? Watch Dumbo, yeah, yeah, that was that really was cute. short, yeah, my kind of movie. <laughs> it was
0: like. I think sixty-five minutes long. Yeah,
1: sixty-four.
0: That had to barely make. Uh, maybe at that time there weren't requirements for like I don't know what the cutoff for feature length yeah. is, but it was barely feature length.
1: It was awesome. It was quick. Yeah. It was to the point.
0: There's Dumbo some was snappy songs in there.
1: Adorable. I love Dumbo. He's the cutest, the cutest yeah. little elephant. <laughs>
0: I think every time I cut away from Dumbo and then back to Dumbo, like, he's so cute!
1: <laughs> he is so cute! Go watch Dumbo and tell me he's not the cutest elephant you've ever seen. Okay. <laughs> well, you watched it.
0: Yeah. He was pretty cute. Pretty cute? Really cute.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Um, so we watched that. I watched Half of Snow White. Did not finish. I got a little sleepy.
0: But it is was good.
1: We tried to do a double feature. It turned into, like, one and a half feature.
0: And like on the length like of Dumbo, we basically made it through one movie.
1: <laughs> You're right. Damn it, I failed. It was a Friday night. I was tired.
0: You're all pizzaed out.
1: Yeah, we had pizza,
0: garlic knots.
1: Yeah, it was, it was heavy carb load. It was it was too much. <laughs> you got to feed me salad when you take me to movies.
0: <laughs> you don't make friends with salad. <laughs> um, on my end, I went the other night and. Uh, there's a 40th anniversary re-release of Close Encounters of the Third Kind in theaters right now, and it was excellent. It was really cool to see that movie in theaters, because I'd only ever seen it on TV. So if you're a fan of the movie, definitely go see it. If you've never seen it, go see it, because it, it's really cool. It's a really good movie. So, And that's the way to experience it if it's Is the it first time. Is it
1: even going to be out by the time this episode's put out?
0: I mean, I'm putting it out. I'm putting this out tomorrow. Oh, so cool. I don't, I'm not sure how long it's staying, but it's in this week. So
1: yeah, cool. Yeah. So. So.
0: We went and took a trip to the Big Apple last mm-hmm. week.
1: It's terrifying. <laughs>
0: terrifying because you and nick wouldn't shut the hell up the whole time i was driving
1: <laughs> mike is a terrible driver for anybody who's listening that doesn't know that mike's so bad at driving brandon will back me up on that brandon's
0: also bad at driving no, so he can't really talk. no you
1: are terrible at least i
0: keep my eyes on the road
1: he does too
0: no he doesn't sometimes <laughs> i've driven to the shore with him you're
1: a terrible driver you know? Okay.
0: Well, I was never in any danger. Yes, you trip. were.
1: There were definitely times that we almost got hit by taxi cabs. <laughs> but in like times Square. the
0: second we crossed the 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 line of the Lincoln, puddle, I was good
1: up until like no, the time. Square. As soon as we
0: crossed, both of you, were, I hate it. No, you. I hate it so much. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. You're just like calm down. You're stressing me out.
1: That is not true. I I lasted until we almost like got cut off, and then that's when my anxiety started. <laughs> it was terrible. Anyway. Anyway. We went to Queens.
0: Yes. To the Museum of the Moving Image. hmm To, specifically, to see, um, I think it's out of there now. Yes. But I think this exhibit is coming to cities around the country. The Jim Henson exhibit. hmm And as somebody, um, personally, who loves everything to do with the Muppets and Jim Henson properties, it was mm-hmm. really exciting to hear that there was an exhibit. That, yeah, you know, featured a lot of his work in in an in, inside and outside of the Muppets.
1: Yeah. I think um both Nick and I grew up loving the Muppets. My parents' wedding song was "Remote connection. Um you and I had some Muppets mixed in with our wedding. Um we had our reading was a a Muppets yeah, song. Yeah, it was
0: the uh, the song from the wedding in Muppets Take Manhattan. Mhm.
1: And the song that we came out to was a Muppet song.
0: That was "Life's a Happy Song" from yes. the 2011 Muppets movie.
1: Yes. So safe to say, we love the Muppets.
0: Yes. And I think I think at some point we're going to be doing a Muppets movie retrospective.
1: Yes, definitely. But we have to. It's just it's a lot of yeah movies. We first. don't have them
0: all, and we don't know where to find them all. It, it's going to happen. Nick's mm-hmm. probably going to be on it. Yes. Um, I mean, I think he'd be upset if we did it I think
1: him. he'd be <laughs> pissed and never talk to you again. He might be upset that we're doing he this right now. definitely would <laughs> not help you with any more house projects. No. Ever.
0: And if you, anybody knows, I'm completely helpless <laughs> yeah, with Yeah, so those. please.
1: Let's <laughs> include him on For that. God's sake, put him on the podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so. So. Thoughts on the exhibit.
1: On, okay, so like, um... We went and we parked. The building was really cool, like even just first entering. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like a very clean, yeah. modern type building. Easy,
0: easy access if you're driving there. I think we parked pretty inexpensively. Yeah,
1: I think it was like, like 12 or 15. 15. Bucks. Yeah. I don't know. But, more than 15.
0: Um, it was relatively easy to find. Mm-hmm. Um, and outside of the exhibit that we went there specifically for, the museum itself is really cool.
1: Yeah. So. Um, I think that, not that I didn't like the Jim Henson, obviously, I thought it was really cool, but I thought that the actual, like, what the museum is, um, was really, really fascinating and pretty awesome. So, like, it's worth going to that museum.
0: Basically, it's a, it's kind of a history of, um, TV and film, Mm -hmm. and shows like, the different technologies and, and things that go into filmmaking.
1: Right. Uh, I just thought it was cool because it really, like, not only did they have, like, old cameras and things to look at like that because, you know, that's cool to see kind of the evolution of what it started as to where we are now and the technology and how, like, I don't know, I'm always very fascinated by kind of the evolution of technology. Yeah. Um, they had like some interactive parts, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, so I think there was three of them that we did.
0: Yeah, it, it, it like kind of clues you into the different decision. Like, there's things that you wouldn't even necessarily think about. Yeah, going into movie making, like the the one booth was you could control, like you know we were doing a scene from the Simpsons and you could control what sound effects went into it. And Mm -hmm. like, you could put ridiculous sound effects or like what it it actually was. And and you can can kind
1: of see how crucial that is to like a movie or TV show that if you're choosing the incorrect, incorrect sound effect to go with that scene kind of messes up the vibe of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, The other one we did was the ADR.
0: ADR was fun. Um,
1: Which was really cool.
0: Uh, If you don't know, ADR is, like, basically when they make a movie and they don't get the sound on set, they'll have the actor go into a sound booth and re-record dialogue over the film. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, again, you could choose from, you know, like, probably five or six different movies. I was doing dialogue over a scene from School of Rock. Yeah. Which was really fun. I enjoyed enjoyed doing my Jack Black voice.
1: I feel like that has to get really difficult, though, because you have to say it exactly...
0: In time, like...
1: How the lips are moving, Or like, else it's
0: gonna look ridiculous. Yeah. It's I feel be... like
1: that has to be so difficult. hmm So that was cool. And then the other one that I thought was really cool, um, wasn't, like, as fun to play with, but it was kind of cool because it was, um, basically a movie scene, and they show it first without music, without any background music, and then you pick kind of the song they give you some choices and you get to pick what goes in there um which is cool because it really shows you that like music makes all the difference and it's something that goes almost unnoticed a lot of times but it yeah, it's
0: really crucial is
1: yeah so that was really cool to say
0: yeah like i think music is one of those things that like sure like you'll notice a great score but like you can really notice it when it doesn't work and yes. it clashes so mm-hmm. it's really important to to filmmaking to choose the, the correct music,
1: yeah, and put music in at the correct moments, right?
0: And even aside, I, I think there was you know a couple other interactive things that you could do, but aside from that, there were just really cool things about like film history. Mm-hmm. You could see like um, the old like Nickelodeon like hand crank film yeah. film machines; those were cool. Um, uh, like all sorts, of, they they show you like the technology, the camera technology, like through the decades and mm-hmm. like how it's evolved and changed and. And if 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 you're interested in film or tv at all like this museum is something you should see yeah
1: and i wouldn't say that like i'm like oh my god but i love like, movies
0: but you're interested in the technology yeah i think that's it. what it
1: is and like i'm more fascinated by the making of stuff than i am sometimes the actual
0: <laughs>
1: movie or tv show
0: right and then in addition to that they also have like you know, different parts whether it's like costumes or yeah. um, like different models like headcasts of yeah, people. Yeah, which are
1: super creepy. <laughs> they freaked me out a little bit. But that was
0: cool. Yeah. Um, the, the Henson ex- exhibit itself um, featured a lot of, um, obviously, a lot of the puppets from The Muppet Show and mm-hmm. Sesame Street and, and all of his, you know, very popular Dark Crystal, Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. But it also featured a lot of very personal items. Yeah. Like, handwritten notes and, like, storyboards of, mm-hmm. of things that he worked on. Yeah. It was yeah. just fascinating. I think cool one of my favorite it.
1: things was um, his headband with the...
0: Oh, the, the Kermit headband? Yeah. Well, really that cool. was
1: really cool. They had that there. Um, so, yeah, it was awesome. It kind of took you through, like, a timeline in the beginning of his early stuff. Some of the commercials were really right. interesting.
0: Work on the show Sam and Friends. Yeah. And... Like, (laughs) and they actually had like video clips of the commercials. Yeah,
1: they were so funny. Like,
0: and like the puppets are being very violent to each other. It's hilarious. Like,
1: yeah, they were good. Blowing
0: each other up with cannons and stuff. Mm Hmm. Um, I think, especially now because that like his, you know, the Muppets really aren't a prominent property anymore. They had a couple movies a few years ago, and like the TV show that got canceled. But like, I feel like Henson is not that he's underrated like an underrated genius but like he was a genius mm-hmm. in in that he completely revolutionized puppeteering and what you could do yeah. with, a, with a puppet.
1: Well, and so basically you walk through and kind of see different things like whether it's a script or like notes or, or the actual even, like puppets.
0: You even had a booth where you like you would, you know, um put your hand in a puppet and like, like the three of us were trying to like yeah. get on camera. And like look in the monitor, and it's really difficult to do well mm-hmm. to like be on the monitor, know where you are spatially, and right. Be able to do it.
1: So, but then they also had um, a part that you could go in and watch, um, kind of some of the behind the scenes. I'm sh- I'm pretty sure it's clips from different documentaries, which I think we should like probably try to find, but just to see them because it's behind the scenes. So you're seeing like all these people crowded around like around each other, trying to watch what they're doing, make sure they're not running into each other.
0: And like if you'd never thought about it, like I mean it was described in a biography I read about Mm -hmm. Jim Henson. And like if you never thought about it, you would never realize that like the Muppet Show, that whole thing, that whole set was a regular set built on stilts so like people could walk underneath and do the puppeteering. Like the the engineering that had to go into it to make it work, is yeah, really it's cool. crazy,
1: and they have to have monitors all over the place because they can't see from the audience's point of view.
0: Right, and that actually was a Henson innovation. People really didn't like puppeteer with a mm-hmm. uh, with a monitor in front of them before before he started doing that, and it really yeah. revolutionized it.
1: Yeah, it's crazy because like you really have to pay attention to what you're doing,
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and the different technologies that. That go and like um, they would show the the remote control puppets from the different movies. Like they'd have like Kermit like riding a bike, mm-hmm. and like he had a, a thing that went on his hand that was like a puppet, but it was controlling the remote control puppet. Like in the scene from Muppet Vision at the end, when Kermit's oh, yeah, on the yeah, fire yeah. truck, that's a remote control puppet. Yes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like and they should actually in the one clip they showed him like recording the dialogue with with the remote yeah. control thing on his hand.
1: Yeah, it's a. It's cool to see kind of how it works, and you don't think about it, especially when you're watching, like, the movies and things like that, because...
0: Well, I think that's the great thing about the Henson work, is when you're watching it, like, you don't really realize that it's a person with a puppet on his hand or her hand. It's, like, to me, watching the movies, like, oh, that's Kermit, that's Fozzie. Like, it's, like, they're real. I think that's the magic of the Muppets.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's really cool. It really is. It's like fascinating to see. And the to see the things. puppets up
0: close was really cool. Because they had like basically all the all mm-hmm. the, the big Muppet characters. Yeah. You know, behind glass, but they can get up close and see it.
1: Yeah, so they had like the Sesame Street things, they have like the like Muppet Show.
0: Right. Obviously like Kermit and Ralph yeah. and Settler and Waldorf. Yeah,
1: they're my favorite by far.
0: <laughs> uh, just a real fascinating exhibit. Mm-hmm. Um Even, like, some, like, handwritten notes from uh, Jim Henson to different fans. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Really, really cool.
1: Yeah, that was really cute. There were, like, little kids writing them notes and stuff, and he would write back. Or, like, somebody from the organization would write back, which was really cute. Mm -hmm. So you kind of go through everything, and then um, we watched that clip, and it was just, it was cool. It was neat.
0: Yeah, they showed an entire episode of the Muppet Show, which, like, at the end of the long exhibit maybe was a little much, yeah. but, like, I enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love The Muppet Show and everything, but it was, like, okay. <laughs> Two-hour drive home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> a little tired. Gotta get going. Yeah. Um, but, no, it was really cool. I, like, I really enjoyed it. I wasn't sure, like, what to expect going in, um, if it would be worth it. Like, obviously, we had to drive two hours to get there. Um, but it was really cool, yeah.
0: It was a lot of fun. And uh, if you're going there, I would maybe plan a day around it because they also have a, a theater mm-hmm. in the building, so like they have you know different movie screenings depending, I guess, on the exhibit that's showing at yeah. the time. Like the day we were there, I think they were showing the dark crystal,
1: yeah. I think it was like later at night though. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would. I mean, I don't know what upcoming exhibits they have. I'm sure you can look it up. Um, so yeah,
0: the Museum of the Moving Image in Queens. It's definitely really, cool. Really, really cool. Yeah. So we went to the movies yesterday. We did. We did, and we used my new my new movie pass card.
1: Yes. So. Which
0: I'm enjoying quite this a bit. Is
1: probably going to be a terrible, terrible thing for me. Great thing for you. <laughs> it's
0: going to destroy our, our life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, it's just going to make me go see more movies is the yeah. problem. <laughs> right. I don't care if you go see them by yourself when I'm in bed.
0: Right. But uh, if you're not aware, uh, the Service Movie Pass recently decreased its price from, like, I think between $30 and $50 a month mm-hmm. to $10 a month. Yes. To see up to one movie a day in theaters.
1: Which is crazy. It's a crazy deal.
0: Like, I, I think like... the
1: movie's eleven ninety nine. dollars so...
0: I'm not sure what their mod- like what their business model is, because uh, yeah. when I g- now when I go, I feel like I'm doing something like underhanded or like <laughs> <laughs> getting by the theater somehow. But like, it's a legit operation. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's not gonna last.
0: Yeah, so I'm just trying to get it in while I can. <laughs> Figuring like, oh, like at least one month will be good and yeah. all that stuff. But we went and saw the big sick. Yes. Starring Camille Nanjiani as himself and um, Zoe Kazan as Emily Gardner, and it's a, based on a true story of Camille um, and Emily Gordon's real life relationship. Which
1: you didn't tell me going in.
0: Well, I just wanted to tell you as little as possible because when <laughs> I tell you stuff, then you raise expectations, and um, then you don't enjoy it as much. I'm just, well, I'm I'm speaking from personal experience, and I know too much, like... Yeah, I I I do.
1: Like, when I go into movies where I know a lot about, my expectations are high, I tend to not like it a lot.
0: So, this is one that we had planned to get to, like, all summer.
1: Yeah, we've talked about it for a while.
0: And thankfully, it lasted in theaters long enough for us to actually see it in theater.
1: I was actually surprised, because when... So, when you got the movie pass, um... I was like, okay, like, I'll go see a movie with you or whatever um, so that you can use it. It's Labor Day weekend. Um, I don't know when you're putting this out, if you really are going to put it out tomorrow. But it's, um, it's Labor Day weekend, so it was a long weekend. So we figured, okay, let's go see a movie. Um, and I was like looking at the movies and there's uh, not really a whole lot out that I would like.
0: Um, there's a like, bunch out that I'm interested in, but like not anything I would really take you to see.
1: Yeah. So when I looked a couple of weeks ago, cause I was going to suggest going, there wasn't a whole lot of movie times for it. So I was like, oh, it has to be out. So I was surprised to see, um, they had like a afternoon and a nighttime showing all weekend. So we were able to go see it, um, afternoon, 1225 showing. Mm-hmm. Which is always good for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no sleepies in the afternoon. Um, and there's actually a decent crowd in the theater. Yeah, having there been was. out for almost two months now, it was a
1: lot of older people too. I guess. Well, I guess the
0: afternoon crowd.
1: But it was a Sunday, like.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But what did what did you think of the movie? I. What
1: did you think of the movie?
0: I really enjoyed it. Um, I had a lot. I mean listening to a lot of different comedians' podcasts and things, I've heard different iterations of this particular story the movie is based on. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, Camille's on a bunch of different podcasts. And right. Emily's on different podcasts talking about their story or whatever. It's been brought up on different things. Mm-hmm. So, like, I at least had a little bit of knowledge going in, and I was, like, very interested in seeing it. Yeah. I was very, like, I was kind of on board for this movie mm-hmm. as soon as I heard about it. So, I think it really delivered... In terms of being an entertaining movie.
1: Yeah. I have a question.
0: What's the question?
1: (laughs) What do you think is more difficult? Getting me to admit that I like a movie or getting you to admit that you hated a movie? I feel like every single podcast, you love every movie.
0: (laughs) I feel like if I hate it, I just don't even feel like doing the episode.
1: (laughs) You should. People will waste their time. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway No I really really liked it Um, The whole movie I was kind of like I don't know It just made you feel good Like even though it was kind of sad And kind of like Yeah like
0: it really towed the line between Very serious subject matter Yes And Really being pretty joke dense Like
1: It It was just like I feel like it was so true To life Yes because a lot of... Okay. So, if you want to, like, go see it without, like, don't listen to the rest.
0: Yeah. This is our um, spoiler warning. We're just going to get into it. Yeah.
1: So. so, basically, what this movie's about is Kumail is a comedian, like, a stand-up comedian. Not, like, super famous, just, like, does... Just,
0: like, gigging in Chicago. Yeah.
1: Um, and he meets this girl at one of his shows, Emily, um... And they have kind of, like, a joking relationship at first. They're not really dating, but, like, they kind of start to, um, in, like, a really cute way. Like, they have, like, a good back-and-forth yeah. avatar. For
0: I, I liked it because it, it kind of was in the, like, rom-com sort of trope. Mm-hmm. Like, it was kind of getting a little trophy, but, like, it didn't feel phony.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. It was so true to life. So, anyway, she, um... They, like, dating for five months, but he is, um, a, he's from Pakistan. So, you know, his culture, there's arranged marriage, and there's this whole sort of, like...
0: Expectation that he's going to marry a Pakistani girl. Yeah.
1: So, there's, he's dealing with that, but he's starting to kind of fall in love with this white girl. Um... And, you know, in the movie they talk about how, like, they joke about how the dad was, like, Facebook stalking one of their relatives who married a white girl who they, like, shunned and, um, all that stuff. So you feel that, like, he, like, his family has that expectation for him. Like, if he doesn't do what they say, then he probably is going to be shunned too. Um, and... They were dating for, like, five months without the family knowing. Eventually, she found out that the family didn't even know about her at all. Um, Kind of got mad. They had a whole fight. And then they stopped seeing each other. And then he gets a phone call from one of her friends that she's in the hospital. And they're all taking... I guess she's in grad school.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So they're all taking finals and all of that. So they had to go study. And... um, her family doesn't live in Chicago. Her parents live in North Carolina. So, you get into it. Um, he goes to the hospital. Then he has to sign a paper um, to put her in a Medical medically induced, induced coma. coma. And that's where, kind of where things...
0: That's kind of where it like kind of jumps off. Like, you'd think that it would be at, like, the... It was, it was a lot of lead up to, like... Mm-hmm. It kind of was, like, a hard left, right, like, in the middle of the movie. It completely changes the movie. Yes. Like, I'm sure you weren't expecting that, like...
1: No. Well, Which I, I should have. Because the, the titles... movie's called The Big Sick. Right. But, like,
0: <laughs> it, it's really, like, a shift in tone. Like, it's, like, this yeah. love story, and then it's, like, hard left.
1: Right. So, she's in a coma, um, and now it kind of picks up with, like, he has to figure out one kind of what to do with... A girl that he's only really known for five months doesn't really know her family. Um,
0: and then her parents show up,
1: and so he has to like get in touch with them. So they eventually show up, and you know, they're like stressed. The dad is played by Mike's fave
0: Ray Romano, <laughs> one of my favorite.
1: His voice just I, is so weird, but like,
0: I've, I, I just recently now they've been showing like everybody loves Raymond. Mm-hmm. on TV Land, so I watch it, like, all the time. Yeah. He's one of my, my favorite comedians. He just... I don't know. He has a way of being funny, but, like, not funny, but, like, fun. It, it, it's a very awkward funniness to him.
1: Yeah. So, you kind of get into it, and, I mean, if you're listening to this and haven't seen the movie, you're probably like, how is that even remotely funny? Like... Yeah. It sounds like it could be so, like, depressing and, like, a dumb rom com, but I guess because one, he is a stand up comedian, so a lot of the scenes are with his friends who are also comedians. Yes. And they kind of just bust on each other in like Yeah.
0: A lot of really great performances. Uh Bo Burnham, who's all like all the all the performers in there were are mm-hmm. actual stand up comedians. So Bo Burnham, um Kurt Braunholer, who's the um redheaded guy with the gear. Oh, yeah. Um Eddie Bryant, the lady. She's actually on S N L. Oh really? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um, it was... All all very, very funny in the movie. Yeah,
1: because it was like you were watching a group of, like, I mean, I don't know, can't speak for everyone, but, like, it would be, like, our group of friends where we all kind of just bust on each other and, like, make fun of each other, but I don't know. It just reminded me of that. So, you have those scenes which make it very funny, but then the scenes with the parents, which can get a little bit awkward, are also very funny.
0: Yes, and, the like, very like dry at first and then they kind of like are warming up to each other and like they all all like Holly Hunter as Emily's mother Mm -hmm. and Ray Ray Romano as her dad and Kumail like they have a lot of chemistry in the movie they they really work
1: well off of each other yeah well and her her dad played by Ray Romano and him I thought were so funny because um he has such a dry sense of humor which is I think that's one of the reasons I liked it so much is because the sense of humor in the movie is totally, like, my sense of humor. Like, I like that dry, like, quick...
0: Right. I think another great part of the movie is Camille's relationship with his parents Mm -hmm. and his family and his brother. Because although they're being very strict with him and, like, the expectations being put on him, Mm -hmm. I don't think that they're villainized in the movie. No. Like... Obviously, it's a frustrating thing that they would expect out of him. Right. But it's more so coming from a place of, we just want well for you. It's well, not and it's, like, like,
1: joked about, too, almost, with, like, his mother is so set on bringing all these, like, women over. And, like, when she's going to get the door, as like a, oh, look who just dropped yeah, in. Right. They're all, like, kind of joking about it and um, making comments. So... It's that typical, like, this is what we think is right for you, right? but it's not necessarily right for you type of thing.
0: Yeah. And I, and I also really like the scene where they come to his apartment and, you know, they're yelling at him and everything. Mm-hmm. And then his dad stops and is speaking to him and Camille says, you know, why did you even come to America if you just want to live like we lived in Pakistan? Mm-hmm. And... He goes, well, the American dream isn't just you doing whatever you want for you. Like, it's mm-hmm. also about caring about people. Like, right. it was all, like, it was also kind of putting it back on him. Like, you can't just, like, do whatever you want and expect everybody to yeah. just be okay. Like Which
1: I also thought was kind of an interesting point because he wasn't wanting, like, w- his parents, what his parents didn't know is that he was at the hospital every day trying to look out for this girl and help her right. family. And, um, because he did care and felt strongly for her. And so I think it was kind of weird in that, like, yeah, it's true, but he actually was doing that. And I guess in a way that his family didn't understand.
0: Right. And I think when you keep secrets like that, obviously there's going to be right. a different a misunderstanding of what, yeah. what the truth is. Mm hmm. Um, I just, I, I think, I don't think there's a bad performance in the movie. No. Everybody is very funny. Everybody, you know, plays their part well. hmm Um, I think, um, the guy who played Camille's dad is actually, like, a pretty prominent Bollywood actor. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what else can we say? I think it was a re- very real pr- portrait of relationships.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like, how, you know, men and women kind of, or, you know, partners connect with each other and converse with each other and argue with each other. Uh, To that, so, speaking to that, I think it was very accurate to what a Mm -hmm. real-life relationship is like.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, it was interesting to see, like, their back and forth, like, I mean, obviously she was in a coma for half the movie (laughs) (laughs) but the scenes that obviously she was awake um kind of their relationship and you know you think that she gets out of this coma um and she's gonna be like oh he was by my side the entire time and like but she didn't and it was more so like You were by my side, but I was in a coma.
0: Yeah, it's like, well, like, I I didn't ask you to be there. Like, you didn't have to be there.
1: Right, and it doesn't change anything.
0: I think another, like, theme of the movie is, like, the expectation of, like, sacrificing something, like,
1: with Mm
0: -hmm. Camille's parents. It's like, we sacrificed so much for you to come to America, and, like, they feel like they're owed something. Yeah. And the same thing with Camille, when Emily comes back from the coma, it's like, Mm -hmm. well... I, I feel like, not that it's expressly said, but like there's sort of an expectation mm-hmm. that like you would take him back, and yeah, and it doesn't happen right away, and like, I, I think that's a great thing that like,
1: mm-hmm. well, and I think it kind of
0: because in any other movie, it would have like it would be right. Like right away,
1: and I think what it what it is is you kind of, it's such a good movie to kind of show what love is actually like, and what it's about. And so you have, you know, a couple different couples in the movie who you see. So you have his parents who were in an arranged marriage, um, and kind of were forced together. Um, then you have him and Emily, um, where there's that whole thing. And then you have her parents where coming in, you think they're just like a normal couple and all that stuff. But
0: they have their own shit that they're dealing right. with. Right.
1: They and... have their own problems. He kind of cheated on her, and, like, they're dealing with that. So it but... kind of
0: shows, like, all sorts of stages of relationships and what right.
1: they're like. And that it's not always easy. It's not always, you know, clean and, and simple. But it kind of shows you that if you really are in love with each other and have that kind of connection, mm-hmm. then you can kind of get through anything.
0: Yeah. It also makes me really wish that I had seen the, the stand-up tour that went along with the movie. Oh, yeah? Because, like, Kamel toured with Ray Romano and Kurt Brown. Oh, Verano. really? Yeah, yeah. They did a, That's cool. They did a whole tour, which seemed really cool. I think Judd Apatow actually did a couple of the, the hmm. dates, too, because um, he produced the movie. Right. Directed by Michael Showalter, who did also did Hello, My Name is Doris.
1: Very strange movie. Did we do a podcast about that? I don't.
0: We. I think we might have touched on it briefly.
1: Yeah. I, it was I a liked weird
0: one. it. It was, it was. very different. Yes. And
1: it was kind of uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, but like it was kind of the point.
1: I know, but it was very uncomfortable. I wouldn't say that. Like, I wouldn't recommend watching it. I would. I think it's I'd... worth a a view, but just be prepared to feel a little bit uncomfortable.
0: I think that movie was good in that. Like Sally Field was in this, like kind of compromised position but like it didn't the movie wasn't made to kind of like humiliate her like it treated her like a person and like with dignity
1: it, yeah it was just weird it was
0: it was, it was a cool movie
1: um so and this sp- was an amazon yeah produced movie which i think is which, the first thing of. I've-,
0: I've seen a couple other things like they produced um manchester by the sea
1: yeah but i don't know that i've ever
0: No, no i don't think so
1: that was my first. Yeah,
0: Amazon kind of owns everything now. so.
1: It's true. Apple is getting into the producing. Um, which I don't know how I feel about that, but...
0: I don't know. I'm not, like... I guess I wouldn't have really... I probably would have said the same thing if like, Amazon, a few years ago yeah. they are like, Oh, Amazon's going to start making movies. I didn't right. know how. But, like, the stuff I've seen so far, pretty good.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean... It's all starting to kind of come full circle, where it's, like, kind of started with Netflix, where first they were just the streaming, and then it was like, oh, wait, we stream, why not make our own stuff? Right, and now Netflix kind of controls the, the game, thing, and... and Apple does the same thing with iTunes. So, it kind of make, it makes sense. But, like,
0: getting involved in I the production end of things could be tricky. Like, it's, it's not an easy thing to pull off. No,
1: but they're, I mean... Of anyone, I would think that they should be able to do it. Because they have the power to hire the right people.
0: Right. It's kind of the well, difference. And I think in this movie in particular, like, it was probably just Amazon, you know, financing. Produced financing yeah. movie and kind of getting out of the way. Of
1: right. I and I think that's probably what Apple will end up doing a lot of. Um, but it's kind of, people want that original content. <laughs> It's going to be weird to see, like, an OG, Amazon OG and Apple with all these Emmys. Plus, like, you would think that Apple would be, I mean, I, I think Apple has probably has more of a connection than Amazon does, because not only are they have had iTunes, like, longer than Amazon has had video and stuff, but they have such a close relationship with Disney and Pixar, so kind of makes sense.
0: Yeah. It's bound to happen.
1: But does that, like, get into they're now competing, or I wonder how that's all going to go it's down.
0: All, it's all race to own the world. Yep. It's going to be, um, who's in charge of Apple now? Um, Tim Cook. Tim Cook and Jeff Bezos duking it out for the world.
1: Yep. Um, so, but yeah, first Amazon movie I've seen. I don't know. I I just really liked it. I thought it was... All put together, it yeah. was
0: it's just like kind of a delight to watch, even yeah. though it's, it's a very tough subject matter. And, like, yeah, I think in anybody in any other movie, like it would be a tough watch,
1: but I think it was so real. And this goes back to a point that I didn't make in the fact that, like, it's how you would deal with that yeah. type of situation, like, you're I... not gonna be upset all the time and free, like, you're gonna have your times when you're spazzing out and trying to find out information. You're going to have the times when you just don't know what to say. And you're also going to have the times where you just need to get away from it and, and joke and, mm-hmm. you know, make light of a really tough situation. And it definitely did that, which was nice to see because it was so, yeah, like, not
0: everything has to be, like, high drama all the time.
1: Yeah, it was like, this is real life. Like,
0: Yeah, and I think... Given the fact that it was based on a real event, like it was very definitely informed by that. It didn't yeah,
1: but a lot of times they try to, like, I feel like they over like, exaggerate. Yeah. It. And they didn't. But, do like, that. it was coming
0: from a very real place, mm-hmm. authentic place. Yeah. So I, I definitely think it played.
1: Yeah, I like well. that it was because you don't see movies like that a lot. Like, it's always so overdone or, like, mm-hmm. so dramatic or too funny, like a sitcom. like...
0: It sort of reminded me of a movie I saw last summer. Um, Don't think twice. It's all about um, improv comedians,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like one of them makes makes like the big like SNL show. Yeah, and it's like about how like the group kind of collapses around, like mm-hmm. everybody's battling personalities with that. And it was a really good yeah. movie. Well, I
1: and I think watch.
0: that's I what I that. I like. Like, it's, it's, it's like it's
1: sad and it the it,
0: movie that's funny, but also like gets into something real.
1: It's because it's, that's what real life is. Whereas Mm. when you get into like, you're going to tell, you're going to hate me for bringing this up.
0: I'm going to hate you. I I already know. I don't even know what you're going to say. And I already know.
1: What am I going to (sighs) say?
0: Some comedy that I like. Uh, No,
1: it's not a comedy. It's uh, a depressing film.
0: Oh, you're going to bring up our her episode mention of Lewin Davis.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, Whereas that's just like, I feel like your argument is like, oh yeah, well that's what Kind of being a musician is where it's like, yeah, I get it. It's hard and it's tough, but your life's just not miserable twenty four seven.
0: Yes, but it's <laughs> very much apples and oranges. That is a completely different thing.
1: No, you yes. see the point that I'm making. Yes. Whereas, like, I don't like movies. <laughs> He's so mad. The movie mad at me is right a now. folk song.
0: It's a folk song. He says it at the beginning of the movie. If it's never new and it never gets old, then it's a fir- folk song. It's a circular thing. It just keeps repeating itself. It's a folk song. Moving on. Apples and oranges. I'm curious.
1: <laughs> We're never doing the podcast together again. Why did you I'm have to bring, bring it up? up Why did you bring it up? <laughs> every single episode I'm going to
0: bring it up. We're going to get, like, I should just clip all the mentions of Blue and Davis over the last, like, six episodes. <laughs>
1: It's so depressing, <laughs> um no, but like I like that this is real life, and it's true, and it's not some like fairy tale love story, and it's not some dramatic she's gonna die, is she gonna die, and like it's what people deal with mm-hmm. and like how they deal with it, which I thought was really cool, um, it also gets into um a little bit of. What it's like to be um, a man from Pakistan? Yeah, like kind of <laughs>
0: getting into what that experience is like, and like saying something that I had no idea about before. Mm-hmm.
1: Just like comments that he gets from people, um, you different know.
0: expectations that are put on onto it. Yeah, but in the same sense, like it can also it's also kind of a universal experience to have parental expectations for your, mm-hmm. your life, and, like...
1: Yeah, well, I, I'm I'm talking more so, like, the comments. Like, when he's the at comments. the show, Oh, that and people give. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, like, it's more, like...
0: Like, dealing with that, like, kind of passive-aggressive racism that... Yes. ...comes out?
1: Mm-hmm. Like, he was at a show, um, and... I guess somebody said, like, go back to ISIS or something like that. Um and he kind of just tried to keep going on with his bit um the mom kind of jumped in uh, her mom jumped in and started yelling at the guy and he just kind of tried to keep going and i think that's how he dealt with a lot of those comments is like right. okay I can, like I can moving only imagine, on
0: like what you would have to go like especially in the twitter Age, like, yeah. If you put something out there, people have to be like replying all the well, time. Well, and I'm wondering
1: shit. because, like, this is a true story. Like, how accurate that is, too. Like, I wonder well, if
0: that's probably it's probably very like, like that particular instance. Well, or, that
1: and yeah, some of the other things. Like, <laughs> I'm
0: sure people have called stuff out at him. There like, was one part that was, I thought
1: was so funny was <laughs> um, when they so. The parents don't like him at first because they know that he kind of broke um, like their daughter. Yeah. And... Um, so, but he still kind of wants to be at the hospital because obviously he feels something for her. And they're sitting at the table and they see him sitting by himself. So, like, they call him over, and they're like, "Okay, like," or the dad calls him over and was like, "You can sit with us." I guess the dad was just like, "So, like, how about nine yeah, like... eleven?" <laughs> And, like, his response was just, like...
0: What's what's my stance on 9-11? <laughs> it <laughs> was, was, that? That was very funny. And yeah.
1: Very... It was nice to see, like, yeah, they're uncomfortable things, but, you know, everyone has to deal with it, and everyone kind of comes from a different place, so he obviously has a harder time dealing with it. Um, so it's interesting to see. I'm just curious, like, how much of that is kind of... Has happened to him.
0: I would say probably a lot.
1: Yeah. So.
0: I mean, if I'm guessing.
1: Yeah. Could be interesting to see more about that. Mm-hmm. I also want to know if he actually was an Uber driver.
0: I don't think so, because <laughs> I think like all of this actually took place like over a decade ago. Mm-hmm. So like
1: Uber wasn't gonna be taxi driver.
0: I don't know. And like <laughs> I think that might have been something they put into the mm-hmm. movie. Just as like a kind of a plot device.
1: Yeah, um, but it was it was good. I really enjoyed it. Definitely mm. would recommend.
0: Absolutely, people. Again, a good date movie, I think.
1: It. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool.
0: Well, Jillian, thanks for being on the podcast again.
1: Again, had no choice. <laughs> and I'm never invited back because inside Lou and Davis sucks. <laughs>
0: Where can we find you online? <laughs>
1: He's you, so mad at me. We're getting divorced. Terrible after this person <laughs> who hates
0: them, a movie I love.
1: I love the music. <laughs> That's like the best part of the movie. It's awesome. I love it. I'll listen to the music all the time. But don't make me watch that movie again.
0: <laughs> Where can we find you online?
1: Um, you can find me on Twitter at
0: jill underscore mench m-e-n-s-c-h, jill
1: underscore mensch I always, some of my social media is Jillian okay. and some is Jill so I always have to figure out
0: you can find me at ask a-s-k underscore underscore reeves you can find the show on twitter at f-y-c underscore podcast you can email the show at fycpod at gmail.com. thanks to everybody for listening thanks for, to Jill for being coerced to be on <laughs> and until next time for your consideration i'm Mike. talk to you later